Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the FPL Renegades podcast. We're here recording on Tuesday the 22nd of December. My name is Drew and as always I'm joined by my good pal Kirks. How are you Kirks? Hi Andy. Hi uh, Scrap the, the cheesy intro descriptions of you because it upsets me when I see you shaking your head at me. Yeah the Ryan Giggs one wasn't great. Just no. Kind of stuck with me. But like what happens when you make stuff up on the spot (laughs) so it's christmas week kirks it's coming into what's usually our favorite time of the year it's going to be a little bit different this year but we can still enjoy fpl i suppose it's still going to be as frantic and chaotic as usual we just won't be more chaotic we just won't be able to hold each other in each other's arms in the pub if it all goes wrong (laughs) maybe i just call around for a hug yeah so seeing as it is Christmas week, I thought no better place to start than talking about zombies because <laughs> okay. it went down quite well last week. And you know me, I'm ever the man to flog an idea to bits, you know, pleaser. you get any traction. If one person kind of laughed at it, it's like we're a zombie pod now. So I was thinking you were saying your weapon of choice last week would be a Polaxe which we yep. still don't know what it is, really. We won't go back into it. People can Google it. I think the real question is, what in your house would be your weapon of choice if, like, zombies just appeared tomorrow? Like, what do you have? Because I've nothing. A lawnmower? So you're going to wheel around a lawnmower. I don't know, Andy. I think we need to ditch the uh, the zombie pod. It's a, it's a very... Uh... A very it's, selective uh, group of people be interested. But it's more relevant life skills than picking who your captain on a Saturday is going to well, be. Why don't we just have like a zombie FPL league? Oh, because that's never been done before. <laughs> you know? I hope if I break a brush handle, I just go around like like it's a spear. Okay. And see if I'm like, pretty I'm sure lit- I have a hoe. I'm literally nothing. I, <laughs> I'm not even touching that. So <laughs> Just feed your hoe to the zombies. That's a pointy end. You look so uh, unhappy with all of this. I'm just You're like, like, where the fuck did this come from? Kirk, like, you just got to give the people what The people want. want zombies. I'm like, I did not prepare for zombies. I've got like all my football tabs open. No for zombie tabs. For once you have a bit of preparation, so you're getting upset with the shy talk. And I must say, like, the more I thought about this, because I'm like big into zombie TV shows and movies and I love watching them. And I always think, like, if that shit happens, I'm going to be the man. Like, I'm going to be like Daryl in The Walking Dead shooting crossbows and wearing a leather waistcoat and stuff. But like, I would be so useless the more I think about it. I <laughs> I, I couldn't even open a new bottle of hand wash today. Oh, so, no, you're probably going to need that. You, you need know? to wash your hands and wear a mask with uh, zombies because that's probably what's happened. Useless. So, Karks, before you, you get even more uncomfortable... Let's talk about FPL. Um, Next week, I'm going to have like all my zombie tabs ready and you're not going to ask me a single question. Exactly. When I last seen you, I think game week 13 was underway. We were watching Man City, West Brom, very fearful of a KDB blank. It was a blank, but we got a couple of bonus points out of it. What else happened in game week 13 and game week 14? Because it was a quick turnaround between the two game weeks. Um, well, for me... Ryan was dropped and has now disappeared off the face of the planet. Uh, and they got a clean sheet, so that was great. And Gabrielle got sent off. Also fantastic. 
Can we call this bit Kirk's Corner, where you just talk about all the miserable stuff that you just induced? all the stuff. I just feel like every week there is something. Like I, I don't remember. Like how many red cards you got this season? Like could you even off the top of your head? I think I've none. I, I have at least two, and like a couple of injuries as well. Um, and then I put Lamptey on the bench because uh, I had a couple of better starting defenders, and uh, he got his second clean sheet, and he's there on the bench with six points. That was a bit of a kick and hole. And I also took a minus four. So uh, average points is 42. I finished at 37. The four points from the actual hit probably cost me. So uh, pretty shit. So that's game week 13. 13, yeah. And then I'm guessing you brought in Lamptey then on the back of his clean sheet and he didn't play? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I got rid of uh, I got rid of Ryan in game week 14. I brought in Luis. I was like, yeah short-term punt on Spurs with their fixtures up until the, the double game week and um, he can play game week 18 super tight at the back well you know they lost Liverpool 2-1 but other than that so they went ahead and they lost 2-0 to uh, to Leicester so at least I've cursed Spurs if anything um, but it was much better this week game week 14 um, a lot higher in, in our league though like our own with our own mates like I still think I finished bottom of the week with 77 points Everybody else seems to have even 78, 80, and heckin' William with his 96. <laughs> um, but I was all right week. De Bruyne, the captain, if I had stuck with Fernandez, that would have been a brilliant week. Or if Lamptey had played, James got injured, they had a clean sheet as well. Gabriel was suspended. Um, so actually did quite well, but could have been better. Just a, a few, few decisions. You? Are you able to see there quickly where you were before game week 13 and where you are now? Like, have you gone up in rank or have you dropped further? Well, I've gone up. Overall, I've gone up because the it was a good game week. I'm only saying our only mini league was quite high scoring. Yeah. But overall, I jumped up like four or 500,000 places. Happy days. Um, I dropped down slightly in 13 because of the hit. But uh, what's four points when you're hanging around at four million? <laughs> and where, where are you now? Sorry. Uh, 3.6 million okay you're just down in the doldrums <laughs> you're, you're going nowhere like this is about the the 10th episode in a row where it's like between 3 and 4 million yeah it's a uh, it's a good laugh I'm making friends in here <laughs> like it's proper uh, bad variant stuff do you know people yeah joke. no I was saying joking last week like I was on that you know the FPL review site yeah and like they give you your look rank and where you should be and like I know you were using it last year and I was taking a piss out of you I'm like I'm just going to start referring to that I'm just going to every week I'm just going to say like instead of my real rank I'm just going to tell you where I should be according to that yeah but your kind of variance is like tangible like last season I knew I was getting unlucky but I couldn't really say this guy's getting a red card these guys didn't play because of injury it was more like I'd have Aguero as a captain in an 8-0 win against Watford and he probably hit the bar three times, should have scored five and ended up scoring one. So I was yeah. getting points out of it, but I just should have got a lot more, whereas yours is just a car crash. <laughs> you know, I can actually kick your touch your bad luck. I can see it. I can, you know, I can see all these it's incidents. Visible. It's Yeah, it's very clear. And uh, hopefully it turns around a little bit for you because at the start it was funny, but now I'm kind of feeling a little bit sorry for you. Uh, at least it's actually so bad that I actually, it, you know, like if it's subtle bad luck, like you're just kind of like you're saying, like every week it's kind of like just something's not going for you. Like, yeah. And it's like, like what you're saying, like it's not very clear, but like I've got 
red cards every week, injuries every week, hit taking hits every week. Like it's it's not doesn't bother me. Like it's it's just so blatantly there. Did you have Jimenez when you scored an OG? Seems like a yes. long time ago, but it seems like the kind of thing you had. I should go to my game week history and see how many red cards I've had as well. Yeah, I think the closest I've had to a red card, I think Kyle Walker Peters got sent off in a game and then it was overturned by VAR. So oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, so that's kind of like just rubbing it in your face, basically. So yeah, I'll talk about my weeks uh, briefly. Uh, game week 13 was a little bit above the average. I got 54 points. Um, captaincy blank, although some of the sites don't really show it as a blank because he got two bonus points. And it didn't work out as bad as it could have because my highest scoring player was Salah on seven. So De Bruyne got four, double to eight. Wasn't terrible. Um, this week, 84 points. Again, a little bit above the average. A bit of a captaincy fail on De Bruyne again. I don't know when I'm going to learn about a captain in Man City players who, I, I wouldn't say underperforming ones, but like it was the exact same like Sterling. He'd look good. I'd captain him five, six times. Instead of thinking I should move on, I just keep doubling down, and you know, it kind of got me into a bit of a hole. And I, I feel like I'm, I could be going that way with KDB, but I'll talk about it later. I'm thinking of getting rid of him now, at some stage. Get rid of KDB. Yeah, just City aren't really filling me with unbeaten joy. nine games. Yeah, but just when you watch it, it's just against Southampton. Southampton were by far the better team. Um, Southampton looked like City, like they had all the ball. Um, City just had this really lackluster performance. They weren't really pressing. It was like a jog of a press. Um, KDB looked tired. Nobody else around him was doing anything. It's just when there's so many people performing, it's hard to... He's just the kind of guy that will punish me, but I don't know. I think I'll get away with it over over Christmas. I'll keep him for the Newcastle game. Yeah, but, I think they changed the formation a little bit. Um, but the kind of the two hole midfielders to accommodate KDB in the 10... Um, I don't know if it's as dynamic as their old system with the two, like the one holding and the two midfielders. Um, you would think that would free KDB up more and he'd be more involved, like higher up the pitch, but it doesn't seem to be as uh, free-flowing as uh, previous seasons. Yeah, but anyway, overall, those two game weeks went well. Um, both of them were sub-1 million game week ranks, so if you're going under a million for a game week rank, you're you're doing quite well. And... I'm sitting in 81k now, so I'm into the top 100k. Seven nice. green arrows in a row, Kirks. Wow. Read it and weep. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I, look, everything's kind of, not everything's gone well. I'm kind of like, it's like last season nearly. Like, I could be doing a lot better if I had to just put the captaincy on Bruno this week, like I should have, instead of, I was just looking at how lowly owned uh, De Bruyne is and how lowly captained he would have been. Like, Against Southampton, I don't know. I thought they might have a go at City and City might capitalise on it, you know, loads yeah, of space in ex- behind. But City just didn't seem, once they got an early goal, they seemed happy just sitting back. And Yeah, I thought the early goal was going to open up, like they were going to come, come at them a bit more. But uh, same as that, I thought, like, looking at the two games, I was like, Leeds had enough in their locker to trouble United. I was like, if I had to pick a winner between United and City, I think City will win. And that's why I kind of went with KDB. But same as that, I moved it off Fernandez when really, like, I know hindsight, amazing, but it was set up there for Fernandez, wasn't it? Like the, the counter attack. But yeah, um, can yeah. I ask you what do you think about the people that captain Salah? So on Twitter, there were big rumors going around that Salah was on the bench. A lot of sources kind of with the same lineup going up. This was the day before, 
and uh, some of them were kind of reputable enough. Do you think people got lucky if they just decided to ignore that and leave the armband on him, or do you think you can't really take the well, of those rumors? What are you uh, saying? Like if they they knew he was going to be on the bench and they still captained him? Yeah, now they knew as in strong rumors that were probably likely, but like you wouldn't know until the team. Yeah, see, was I, out. I wouldn't have known that at all because just I don't follow Twitter up to that point. Like I would have had my team probably selected, and I didn't tell you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, so, <clears throat> If you don't know, like, and you left your, it's a, it's a decent captain pick in that in that for that game, Crystal Palace. So I yeah. wouldn't have had any problem captaining him. If you knew, or if there was a risk and you had good information, then I'd be thinking, why wouldn't you move it? Um, yeah, yeah. A, a bit strange leaving on the captain if you knew he wasn't going to play. And then these said players are like, you know, jumping around like they're uh, Jose Mourinho getting one over on United and. Champions League, but like, was, was their line of thought like that he's going to come on and do that? It was like, was that they're banking on, or they just think it was bullshit about it being dropped? I think more. I can't really bank on him being dropped. I'm just gonna leave it there. And then when he was benched, I was like, oh my god, what have we done? And then when he got a massive haul, it was like a big knee slide across the pitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would say that the call was more like, I don't believe he's going to be dropped. I'll leave him as captain, as opposed to he's going to come off the bench and haul. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else for... Let's stick to game week 14 because 13 is a bit further um, back. It was a, a high-scoring game week. Like, a lot of the big lads scored points. Like, my whole midfield is double digits except Southchecks. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. De Bruyne probably... Like, it's, it's okay. Like, he obviously didn't do as well as Fernandes or Salah. Um, and then, I suppose, the big thing is the Spurs guys didn't score. So, for once, like, yeah. So, like, not having either of them, I think. I think if a lot of people I'm playing with don't have them, um, but like Fernandez, De Bruyne, Salah being the the alternatives, uh, all scored. So that's probably why I'm even with a good point score. Is why I'm probably still not seeing a massive uh, increase in my rank. Yeah, uh, let's look ahead a little bit. So, like coming into Christmas, it's like I was saying, it's one of our favorite times of year from an FPL point of view. Uh, it's just so game weeks back to back to back, uh, no time to breathe, loads of rotation, loads of mayhem. Uh, and in years gone by, you always make an absolute mess of your team because you're a drunken mess all over Christmas. You forget to do teams, you forget deadlines, you make stupid decisions when you're hungover. Maybe this is your time to turn it all around when are, Maybe are get you myself at a home. Get myself out of the three million game rank. Yeah. Um, maybe. Or else I'm gonna do something stupid again. Like a global pandemic could save your FPL Christmas. Like I don't know what, what a successful Christmas would be. If I if I got out of the three millions, I'd probably think that's a, a success at the rate I'm going. What's that? A one point not, not much of a success. <laughs> that's a big jump. And what are 600K. we 600k. Oh, yeah, of course. It's not that big a jump, because if you have one good game week with the right players, you'd actually probably would jump that at, at that level. Um, yeah. Like, even, like, last week was about the same jump. And it wasn't a, a massive score. Like, we could have had way more points with a few more players for, like, realistic players. Like, if James had gotten a clean sheet and Lloris got a clean sheet, that probably would have been right up to the 3 million mark-ish. Okay. So, talk to me about, without going into chip strategy, if you can... Stevens Day, game week 15. Have you any plans for that? Who are you going to captain? 
Yeah, like, I suppose. What's your, talk to me first, like, sorry now, just it'll get confusing with all the double game weeks and blank game week strategy. Tell me, what is your strategy for a normal Christmas? And then we'll look at the blanks and how that works out after. Like, is your bench quite strong? Are you going to strengthen it? Yeah, I suppose normally I'm just looking at the fixture congestion and trying to get um, players from a couple of teams who I think have the right fixtures. The problem I have and the reason why I do so badly at Christmas is I probably put too much emphasis on the fixtures and I mold my team into this like selection of players for this period and then they either get dropped because they're being rotated out or form uh, takes over the fixtures and I'm on the wrong players altogether. Um, I, that one season that sticks out in my mind is when I dropped all my Spurs lads for Chelsea lads because they had great fixtures but sure Spurs were in great form and I was thinking I brought in Morata and Hazard and they did nothing like and it was just a matter of you need to ignore the fixtures a little bit and like who's actually playing well because they'll more than likely continue to play well like if you're if uh, if they're going like I don't know I look I'm still looking at the fixtures I'm saying this to you now. Well, on the screen on my left, I have all the fixtures open. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't have the points open on who's playing well. Uh, so I'll probably do some of the same mistakes again. I, it's just very hard to, looking at Spurs' fixtures, like, and looking at City's fixtures, um, I just, there are the players I want to get in for this run. The thing is, I'll I'll bring in someone like KDB and you get Jesus or you get Mares in and then you're like, they won't play. Like, they'll, there's the game there for City, Newcastle on the 26th, Everton on the 28th. Like, Pep Roulette, seriously. They could be two different teams. Yeah, it's a it's such a hard time to navigate. And I think no matter how you plan, there's going to be rotation. Like, big players get dropped every Christmas. You know, they get breathers here and there because it's so uh, congested. Like, even I'm looking at my team now and kind of trying to pick, well, who do I think might start every game? Like, the likes of Grealish might but then do I want him like he's playing Chelsea United Spurs you know yeah, after I've, the next game week I avoided bringing in a Villa player I wanted a Villa player because they're actually killing me in terms of my points against like when you look at the table but I couldn't bring him in because I'm trying to aim for this blank week double game week and I'm looking at their fixtures up to then and exactly that Chelsea United Tottenham like I can't afford that can I like yeah have you made any transfers for 15 yet uh, not for 15 I have a bit of a I want to see who plays for City tonight. See if Foden gets minutes because I think Foden will play either the Newcastle or Everton game, um, or the the Chelsea game is treated four days after that again. Um, so I'll see if he plays tonight, and I might take him out if he does. I also have to get rid of Wilson because Newcastle are running into a really tough run of fixtures as well, um, and he's not the type of guy. Newcastle aren't the type of team I don't think to beat City, Liverpool, and Leicester. Um, so. Waiting, waiting till after this evening and see what's happening. Sounds good. And can you look past Mo Salah as your captain? Is there any point? Is it just trying to be clever like I was last week? Just stick it on him. Uh, my captain is Mo Salah at home to West Brom. If, have you used your triple captain? I have not used any chips other than my first wild card. Hmm, it's not like you. Uh, any inclination to use your triple captain this week on him? Home to West Brom? No, I actually, I think I'm thinking about using my triple captain in the double game week. Okay. Um, and I, I wasn't too sure. I, I saw that yesterday there was more double game weeks announced and different the cup dates removed as well. So it's only getting more complicated. <laughs> um, but I just, if I don't mind using triple captain on a single game week, if you're like really have a 
an inkling, like you know, like a Salah at home to West Brom is a, it's a good fixture. If you got like, a feeling, if you got a feeling, yeah, um, just go like with a, it. A hat trick with a triple captain is incredible. Like double game week, like we've been burned many times by triple captain, someone like Kane, and he's rested for the second game. You end up with three points. Um, I always think triple captain is a bit of a weak chip. It's just a bit of it's a look. So if you do get a feeling, I just use it. Like uh, our good pal Connie in poker. <laughs> champ, he'll, champ, champ, champ. He'll call you with Jack two and uh flop trip jacks and just go, Well, I had a feeling. Look, like, maybe he does have a feeling. Maybe we enough. should be like sticking this guy to fucking international tournaments. He's like <laughs> some sort of poker savant. Cool. Uh not my team for game week fifteen. It's it's really hard not to talk about Christmas strategy and then get into doubles and blanks because they're all linked in. So I'm just going to look at 15 very quickly and ignore everything else, why I'm doing it, and then maybe explain it when we're talking about doubles and blanks. So my team looks really well set up. Um, I was I have two free transfers this week and I was struggling to use one. It was one of those weeks where I'm like, do I upgrade my sub keeper in case I want a bench boost in 19? Do I start strengthening lads like Kilman and Brewster on my bench? Do I make them into better subs? And then and you're, James, in a, you're in a great position then to be able to do that without a chip. Yeah, uh, Reese James got injured. I've no idea how long he's going to be out for, but I think I'm just going to downgrade him, move him on to someone cheaper who has a double game week in 19 and uh, move the money around somewhere else. But I'm only going to make one transfer. I'm going to captain Salah. But like, you know, I have KDB, Bruno, Salah, Grealish, Sauchek, Calvert-Lewin, Bamford, my whole midfield and forwards have deadly fixtures. My whole defense, like Robertson, Walker, Peters, Dallas play Burnley, Fulham and West Brom. Martinez oh, and goals against, like this looks on paper like a great week, which always means a 30 point week. But uh, <laughs> but like, um, that means you're in a, a really, really strong position to be using your transfers just for prepping. As in, you're not, you've no transfer you need to make this this week. No. To cover something. So you can be prepping for the future and just leave them on your bench. Yeah. Like, like a sub goalie or a deterred defender. Exactly. That's the plan anyway. Just get the squad into better shape for 18 and 19. Um, I think you can't really plan for Christmas. It's just one of those. If you have a good team in place, you know, if you have guaranteed starters and tallies men for their teams, they're going to play more minutes than not, but they're all pro- going to be prone to being rotated at some point. They can't play every minute of every game over Christmas. They never do, like. Yeah, I think, and the same as what I was saying there earlier, don't hack your team up for Christmas. Yeah. Because you'll end up having to reassemble the same guys you just took out massive losses in your bank and, like, dropping a foreign player for a a Christmas fixture player. You'll only have to swap them back again unless you get lucky. Yeah, that's a fair point. So let's talk about 18 and 19. Um little brief overview i think we just mentioned it last week but we didn't go into detail because it was very new we didn't really have time to look at it i think you've looked at it a little bit i've looked at it a little bit i definitely haven't uh looked at it in great detail i have a strategy down i think you do but uh just basically i think there's 10 teams blanking in game week 18 and then those fixtures are moving straight into game week 19 so those teams will have doubles um talk to me about what you're going to be doing in that week and just for people, yeah. there's people not on Twitter. There's people who don't really follow this. It might be like completely alien to them. So if you can explain it as you go, that would be great. <laughs> um, I suppose there's a there's so many variations like you could do between all the different chips. Like it is 
a blank game week, a double game week, and it's also landing at the same time as you have to use your first wild card. Yeah. So there's, and then you have your second wild card before it actually kicks in as well. So there's, everybody has a ton of options on how they can approach it. Um, personally, I want to try to keep some of my chips for later in the season because there's going to be more double game weeks. There's going to be more um, times to use it. And looking at the game week 18, I, I don't think it's a good enough scoring week to waste a really, really good chip on. Like a double game week with a free hit is such a good chip to use, like to get two players in every position for one game week. But like to use it in a in a blank game week, you're bringing all these players in who you're you don't want because they're probably not playing well enough anyway. But you're bringing them in and hoping that they all haul on that one game week, and you're using a chip. So to me, that's a little bit of a waste of a really powerful chip. So I'm trying to get my team through game week 18 by just having enough players playing, and they're all players I kind of like because they're already either in my team or staying in my team. So. The fixtures that they have on game week 18. So you got like City versus Brighton at home. So I want some City players. I have no problem keeping City players going in after that. Um, Spurs Villa is a, is a tough game. Like I don't want three Villa players and three Spurs players going into that. Um, so I'd probably pick Spurs uh, away to Villa. Probably Son or Kane or Dyer, Lloris, probably two of those. But I don't want to stack up on a six of them from that one game Arsenal versus Chris Palace at home I did like Arsenal at home and they got loads of cheap options like Saka and Keddy has started again uh, they caught a couple of defenders like Holding and even Gabriel's 5.1 so I thought that was a good fixture maybe to to bring in one or two uh, Everton Wolves I don't want anybody really that could be an nil all quite, Wolves are quite tight but you know is it worth bringing in a the Wolves back or whatever. I, I suppose the, my point is just for the games that are in that week, there's a lot of games I don't like in terms of players and I don't want to burn a chip to have like, what is it? Two Wolves and two Everton, two Spurs and two Villa. When they're all playing against you, like, there's teams you want players for when they're playing other teams. Um, So what have we got? Newcastle and Sheffield United. No, thanks. So like oh, look, City is my probably my my main team to target there, Arsenal and maybe Spurs. I, I don't think that's worth a chip. Fair <laughs> don't enough. Know if I've, have I convinced you at all? <laughs> See, you, th- there's absolutely zero chance of you convincing me because I've no other way to go about it than using my free hit. I've four players that currently play in that week, and um, I think I've five free transfers between now and then, and I'd rather have players for the teams that double in 19 after that so for weeks 20 21 22 then be left with half a team of guys who blank in 18 and half the rest like you know if i build my team towards that now i'm kind of going in my head without liverpool players chelsea players man united players leicester and then even some of the better cheaper teams who are playing well like Southampton, west ham leeds i know you're kind of would it be right in saying you're doing half and half so you're not going to be without those players. You're going to keep some of them on your bench. Yeah, so I'll have three on my bench. I'll have two maybe in my team who won't be playing and I'll have a transfer up my sleeve and I'll yeah. probably take a hit. So I'll be bringing in another three players into 19. Um, so that's a swing of six, seven players. Yeah, I um, think I'm just lacking too much at the minute, like four at the minute. 
I, I could use five transfers and get in another four and be like you and happily play eight. I'm just kind of happy to use my free hit, just pick the team I want and get it over with, to but be honest. Maybe maybe this the, it's moving into game week 19, maybe, is where the, the crux of this is then. So on 19, we've got loads of teams with double game weeks. But you also have City playing Crystal Palace at home. You have Spurs playing Sheffield United away. Uh, you've got Arsenal playing Newcastle at home if you do bring in an, an, an Arsenal player. Uh, and you've got one more good one somewhere. Everton playing Villa away. That's not great. But there's these teams, oh, Wolves versus West Brom at home. You've got these good teams playing a single game week, but they're really good fixtures. Like a Kane and Son uh, performance against Sheffield United. They could outscore you know, a Liverpool player who has to play United or United player who has to play Liverpool. Um so I'm lined up my team to have a couple of players who only have a single game week, but they're really good fixtures. And I can then continue on into game weeks 20 plus with the same guys. That's fair enough. Um, I'd argue like it's only really City and Totten- Tottenham fit that criteria, but City and Spurs have good fixtures going into 18 and uh, they've okay fixtures coming out of it as well, especially City like after... Game week 19, they play West Brom, Sheffield United, Burnley in a row. So if you had two or three City in game week 18, you could just carry them all the way through. But like, it's an underperforming City. Like, do we want to rely? Can we rely on them? Like, they're they're struggling. Like, they drew with West Brom. They didn't look great against Southampton. Well, um, I, they haven't I got going. It. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But I also say you're going to free hit on 18. You're going to bring in a couple of them. I am, but it's just kind of, then that week's done. Uh, I'm going to hope for the best and I don't have to worry about them in my team afterwards. I'm just way happier having teams with doubles in 19 afterwards and before even. Like if I start, I have five free transfers between now and then and if I start getting players in, like Liverpool have great fixtures beforehand. United have okay ones. Chelsea have okay ones. Um, What doubles do I like for the cheaper teams? Uh, Burnley have great fixtures before 19 like their double isn't great it's West Ham and Liverpool but they play Leeds Sheffield United Fulham you could easily double up on their defence or I wouldn't spend the money on Nick Pope but they're starting to keep clean sheets could be worth it um, a load of save points in the double and he might kind of yeah, so pay you back could, his price you could bring in with some of them and then free hit 18 and I, I can't if I'm going up my way because I can't bring them in and get them out again and I, like you said, I don't want them for West Ham and Liverpool. So yeah. I think it's kind of I, interesting because both of our teams are set up very differently where we, I think we probably have to go with our own strategies. I don't think I could use yours. No, and to be honest, some of my players I shouldn't have in my team now, but they'll actually <laughs> might get me get me out of a hole for that. Like I've got an Arsenal defender uh, already on my team and I've got um, a couple of lads, like even the Brighton guys have a game that week that if I had to stick a player out there, it's probably two points, but it's, two points more than someone who doesn't uh, play, you know, so it's going to be a very low scoring week and if the fix, if the results are anywhere not what we expect, it'd be very low scoring week, like if Spurs nil all, if City whatever, 1-0, like there's going to be people free hitting and getting 20 points. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'm not in love with this idea, I don't think this is the best strategy on the planet, I think it's just the best strategy for my team, Um like free hitting in 18, like I have the luxury of just say Aguero plays a few minutes against Everton and Chelsea in the matches before, looks kind of okay. And I think he might start in Brighton. 
and 18th. I could have him on my team, but you're not going to bring in Aguero. That's too much of a risk to do, to have to worry about having him afterwards, unless he shows form before then. You know, I can take a few punts that way. And I've made a, a mock-up free hit team for 18. And I definitely don't love it. I, I'm just kind of hoping to pick the right players and get away with it. And I won't know how bad it was or whether it was a good idea until you use your free hit in the next blank or double. I think you're going to yeah. use it in a double. But yeah. uh, I'm very much get points on the board, worry about what happens later on. Um, more fixtures could get cancelled because of COVID. Season might end. We might get more chips. I'm just, just getting points on the board, Kirks. Yeah, no, that's a good point because even last year there was um, the extra transfers came in. Yeah. Uh, so like say, and it's morbid to think about it, but like this new strain, they have to stop the league again. You know, it becomes super contagious and they don't want to continue. Same thing could happen. And you'll have used your chip here at the best time and gotten an extra chip if they restart. I don't know. Like it's, it's obviously happened last year. It could happen again. It seems worse than it was last year, to be honest. I think there's more chance of matches getting cancelled, like you said, because of this new strain. The UK sounds fucked, to be honest. Yeah, they're still letting fans in outside London, aren't they? Or they stopped that today. Maybe they stopped it. Um, Kirk, this is a football and zombie podcast. It's not a political podcast, sorry. Well, football and zombie podcast ties into this, doesn't it? It could, actually. It could all just (laughs) blend into Uh, one's topic soon enough. Yeah, I, I suppose I'm thinking I still at least have that guaranteed double game week after. There's a couple of weeks, there's another one, isn't there? So, um, But I, I like the fact that it's City and United with the double game weeks against like Burnley and Villa. So to me, that's already a stronger double game week than a blank game week. Yeah. Um, now saying that, I think that City game against Brighton and the Spurs game away to Villa are two nice games to target. Like, they're not just good games like there are two games that suit those teams down to the ground um like brighton will be open to try attack city you can see city ripping them apart villa are going to come at spurs and spurs are going to counter-attack villa and i can see them ripping them apart so um maybe the free hit and just loading up on those players will pay big dividends but you're relying on those two fixtures they're not bad yeah i'm going to bring in a couple of arsenal players i'm just hoping for a result against Crystal Palace at home yeah you're a, could be. you're a braver man than me I just see absolutely nothing in Arsenal that would make me want to bring in their players and that is I, one of the headline fixtures in the blank yeah that's for me like you suppose you could do the opposite you could go Arsenal or shit and Crystal Palace uh, have a look at their fixtures over the next few weeks maybe bring in a few Crystal Palace players they're probably more affordable well if you want Zaha would you take a punt on Crystal Palace just briefly Kirk's just summarize what you're doing in 18 and 19. I'll summarize what I'm doing. I mean, in a line or two, like you're not using any chips, you're doing this. No, I'm and trying then we'll to talk not... about other strategies. Yeah, so I'm trying not to use any chips. I'm going to have seven or eight playing players in game week 18. Um, hopefully, over the next couple of weeks, there's no injuries. Reese James has cost me maybe a transfer, so I might have to relook at it. But my plan is seven or eight playing players in game week 18, including some Spurs players and City players, who I think the most of the points are going to come from. Uh, and then roll the City and Spurs players into 19 with the guys off my bench and transfers so that I'm hitting as many doubles, particularly the West Ham game. Uh, and like I'll have a few Liverpool players in there who are playing United. I'll have Fernandez in there who says two as well. <coughs> so basically, just trying to get through without using the chips. I might triple captain. Uh, I like the Leeds games. Uh, I think Bamford will play both games, so he's high on my radar for triple captain on 19 uh, and that leaves me with 
free hit and a wild card and a bench boost for the rest of the season, which I think is pretty good. It is pretty good, yeah, as long as the season doesn't get cancelled. But uh, <laughs> I love that Bamford shout, by the way, because uh, I was talking to people about cap triple captain in Salah against West Brom at home this weekend. And one of the things that puts me off, not just that it's a single game week, because I've often used it in, in a single game week, is just he's far and away going to be the most popular captain. So like everybody's going to have have him captain. So my kind of benefit is only I'm only going to get a third more points than anyone else who captained him. I'm yeah. not getting a big, massive kind of bonus out of it. Whereas not many people are going to triple captain Bamford, even though it's a double game week. And if he if he scores like two, three goals, gets an assist, some bonus, that's going to be massive for you. I like that too. Yeah, just two home games against Brighton and Southampton as well. I think they're two teams that will actually open up and they'll be messy games. So I'm just hoping for like two ridiculous games, like two trials and Bamford in the goals and assists. I'm also hoping to get in Rafinha for that double game week as well. Um, Leeds have good fixtures with Burnley, West Brom. Then they got Tottenham away, which is a bit of a funny game for them, I think. But then they have a blank. So I don't know if I want to bring Rafinha in. It'll reduce my playing players at 18 to six or seven. But um, I might just bring him in on the 19 for that double game week. Sounds good. And you have me thinking about that now. Which one? Triple captain and Bamford. I I do. Like, I don't know if I'm greedy, but I kind of, like you said, it's a bit of a stupid chip. Uh, There's a lot of luck involved and it often just goes down the swanee. Like that chip is often a waste. You can't really legislate for like, guys like Mane going off injured last season or you know you can legislate for captain and Shane Duffy like triple captain and him because you should never do that so anyone that did that last season you probably deserved it yeah. captain and a Brighton defender but like the likes of Mane who went off injured the likes of other players who have kind of played one week and then been benched the next week whereas like you said Bamford I think is going to play both those games get so many chances uh yeah, I can't get that out of my head right now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish the pod. <laughs> you know, it's also weird, is it? All the double, all the double weeks—they're all home or away. I don't know if you've noticed. Um, like Southampton are playing two away games, Leicester and Leeds. I'm not a fan of that. United are playing two away games, Liverpool and Fulham. Which I'll have a United player in there, but I wouldn't be going mad for it. But uh, Leicester have two home games. Liverpool have two home games. Uh, Leeds have two home games. West Ham have two home games. Yeah. Okay. Which is playing into my deck. The games are so close together. That has to be an advantage. Yeah, definitely. Now, it's less of an advantage without proper full crowds. But yeah, there's still some sort of edge there, you would think. I really like that West Ham, Burnley, West Brom double as well. I'll be strong on West Ham, I think, in that double game week. Yeah. Okay. So just very briefly, because we've talked about it already, uh, my plan for those weeks is I've nine players who have doubles in 19 already so i'm going to use my five free transfers i'm going to only get in players that have a double in 19 i'm going to try and get ones in that have decent fixtures before that so the likes of liverpool the likes of leicester the likes of leeds and i'm going to use my transfers on them so that means i'm completely ignoring blank game week 18 and i only have four players so i've no choice but to use my free hit complete opposite to kirk's but i'm happy to use it and uh worry about the the other doubles or blanks later on um yeah that's it so I, neither you, of us are going to use a bench boost are we in 19 no i think we're on the same page this but I'll, my concern is it i don't want a lot of players i can't use going forward a second playing goalkeeper a oh, third yeah. playing thing i have to get rid of them so then all my transfers are used up in the weeks after selling all these guys 
to get back in fodder and you know non-playing players fodder fodder you yeah, no. yeah, yeah no i'm the same i when i first seen this i was like happy days i'm gonna bench boost i've nine at the minute i've five free transfers if i get up to 14 that's grand i'm happy enough not having a playing subkeeper i'll just write that off it's fine but then when i looked at it it's like i've brewster on the bench i've killman on the bench I don't want to use, like, I've only five free transfers. They're pretty valuable. I don't want to use it on my fodder to kind of slightly increase them. I'll probably only get a handful of more points, and then I have players that I don't want afterwards. I'm yeah. happier using my free transfers to strengthen my 11, get the best 11 I can get in, hopefully all with double game weeks. But like you, the City and the Spurs fixtures are kind of calling to me, and they do have okay fixtures before that. So I wouldn't be surprised if I have a, a Sun or a Kane in there. Um, yeah. I'd say that's a KDB and Son, and then the rest of them all double game wiggers. Um, you can get a couple of cheap guys from West Ham leads to make up the numbers, and then triple captain as your chip to um, to boost your score. I think people are used to the wild card bench boost kind of combination, but it's usually at the end of the season when who cares who's on your bench? Like you've only got a couple of game weeks to go, you're kind of taking punts, whereas you still have to plan for like half a season after this. And I don't want to be wasting three, four transfers trying to fix my bench. Yeah, and there will be an opportunity later on. Like there is going to be weeks where you can bench, you can wildcard into your bench boost. And uh, it'll just be a bit easier, I think, because usually you wildcard the week before, but obviously the fact that the blank and the, the double are back to back, you can't really do that. So people with their first wildcard are going to have to use it in 16, but they're still going to have to get through 16 and 17 free hit in 18 and then have their team set up for 19 to bench boost. Um, do you reckon, is that a very popular tactic? Are people going to be... I think you have be- to do that if you've still got your wild card left. I think it was kind of pointless holding on to it if you don't kind of do that, in my opinion. Yeah, I suppose with the, with the bench boost. Um, yeah. Otherwise... You've got, you've got quite a good card at the wild card. Like, I suppose with that early... If you're, if you're still sitting on a wild card... You can wildcard 16 and you can pretty much plan whatever you want. Like you can do what I'm doing, but with your wildcard, or you could do what you're doing with the wildcard because obviously you can bring in whoever you want. So you could you could tackle 18 and 19 at the same time with the wildcard. But it feels like people are going to use it to, to load up on the double game week players and bench boost because I think you should. And I don't the think it's the best time can, to do it. I don't think you can wildcard into a blank 18 like it seems like a waste just like you're saying it's a waste of a free hit for me it'd be a waste setting your team up for well i I feel like not using your wild card till now is is also a waste but yeah we've covered that many many times (laughs) i feel like when i'm listening back to the pod and editing it it's like ah here he goes he's about to rant about people who still have a wild card probably sound really jealous but i really am not yeah no i I, someone like smaller like who's um who is still sitting on it and he's on a wild card at 16 like he's going to beat me comfortably this season but like I'd still feel better about myself knowing I went for it at the start of the season and I wanted to finish like in the top 100k like than him who's quietly going to sail off and finish top half million and be live with himself like I, I know he's going to beat me but I'm still happy with my choice yeah now we haven't fully nailed down blanks and doubles and all for later in the season but we know there definitely are going to be some and there's going to be some fairly uh, meaty looking ones. So one thing I would say is I wouldn't use my second wild card to get through this. Um, I'd be like Mir Kirks to see which way your team is set up. If you're kind of better set up to attack the blank and have more players for that, maybe follow Kirks. If you have more players in the double game week, maybe use your free hit to get through 18. But I wouldn't be wasting my second wild card. There's going to be way better opportunities 
I would consider my second wild card if you're in a really bad position for everything. Like, what what players do you have to have to be like in that bad a position though? You've like three West Brom, three Fulham, three Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah, no, so you're probably well out of the game, but probably lost not playing anymore if you're in that bad a position. But I think they're quite evenly split the two weeks that you should be okay for one or the other. Um, but yeah, we said it last week. It was the only thing we knew about. The only concrete advice we had is all of your transfers from now on in have to be working towards whatever your strategy is. Don't be like using a luxury transfer, getting in, you know, a one game week player, a one kind of, yeah, who doesn't fit into either strategy that you might be looking at. It's, um, it's, it's frustrating because like something like the Villa players who I would have liked to have had last week and they're playing Chris Palace at home, like you would have actually gotten a good few points from them. But long run with the get double game week. Like they're playing, they're they're playing Everton in the, in the week nineteen and Chelsea United Tottenham up for that. That's what put me off them. But like you would have gotten a few points from them this week and last week with the clean sheets and Martinez and uh, even Grealish. I think it was two assists. Two very lucky late assists. Really, I was uh, yeah. was so Handball, happy. I was just it? watching that match, praying, and it just looked like you know this isn't going to happen. And then all of a sudden, bam, two assists, ten point ball. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, one thing I will say about the the way that 18 and 19 have fell, um, people's teams are going to be very different, and I'm quite excited about it. Like my team and your team are going to be very different coming out of it, and it's going to be spread like that throughout the FPL world. So there is uh, room to make gains, and maybe both of us will do very well out of it. But I don't think there, there's no obvious way to play it. Like sometimes there is with the chips, where everybody yep. does the same thing. And uh, that's quite refreshing, I think. Yeah, I think it's mainly because of the way those fixtures have landed. Like, I think Everton Wolves cancel each other out a bit. Like, imagine like they're all playing a, a, a poorer team. Like the you know it was Wolves versus West Brom. It was Everton versus Fulham. Like you can then load up on these guys, but the fact that they're playing against each other, I think, takes a bit out of it. Um, and then the fact City and Spurs have good game week nineteen games. Like, I'm not going to lose too much by playing them players through it so like you said there's loads of options it'll be interesting to see uh, who does the best out of it but I don't think either of us are right at the minute I can't really call who's going to come out of this happier which is which is great really it's great for the game I hate hate FPL when it's so templatey and you know Salah gets injured and everyone gets rid of him for the same player and captains that player and it's like eh. I love when there's gains to be made even if it all goes wrong yeah and, uh, this is going to be a lot of chip usage so I mean even even a good result for for me would be just like I don't fall too far behind. I match people's score and I still have my chips. Like that would be fantastic. Ah, uh, Kirk's coming into game week twenty. You're going to be in the top million. <laughs> my Bamford triple captain, sixty points. Which you don't like saying because it's the complete converse to what I'm doing. So it kind of might mean that I haven't done so well. <laughs> maybe maybe they don't have to be mutually exclusive. I haven't looked into it enough. All right, let's move on from that. Unless you have anything else you want to add to it. We've just had a discussion of all of our thoughts there. I haven't gone to town researching it yet. You might have, but uh, I think we've covered a fair bit there. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of planning my week. I replan my game week every week at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll keep doing that. I will keep up to date on this. Yeah. We're not the pod for you if you're looking for clear, concise, time-stamped chip strategies. <laughs> it's changing too much. Like, Yeah. More game weeks have announced since like so 
you maybe you have to take a rethink and maybe you have to target another batch of games now. That's it. And like, am I using one? I'm using one chip. I'm, well, maybe two. I'm using, I'm definitely using my free hit. I might use my triple captain. I might join you on the Bamford TC. Time for the Bamford bandwagon. But I still have a, a lot of a leeway, a lot of scope later on with my bench boost, my second wild card, and maybe my triple captain if I don't use it. So yeah, we'll move on anyway. We've rambled on enough. Um, FPL Ramblers. We are indeed. Will we move on to question time? Yeah, probably some questions to lead back into this anyway. Yeah, hopefully it's just like see before. You know, rewind 90 seconds. We don't have to actually answer any questions. I only put this out uh, a couple hours ago because in my head we weren't going to pod and then we decided to do it last minute. So I don't even know what we have in here. I know we got a few, like the phone's been flashing but <laughs> the phone's been hopping the bad phone it's not been hopping but uh there are questions anyway so let's get stuck straight into them and the first one comes in from a new friend of the show nuclear adams you probably you probably would have been able to tell me that he was going to have a question kirks yeah question asking machine you're just shaking your head going i don't know who that guy is <laughs> but uh d- does it look risky anymore going without kdb <sighs> not as risky as you've highlighted um, like I see how how close City are to the top. Like even like nobody's really kind of gone on about them, or whatever. Like they have a game in hand there where if they win it, they go twenty six. They go level with United in third. United still have a game in hand, but like they're unbeaten in nine. They're still going to be the, a team who wins most of their games, and if they win most of their games, KDB is going to be involved. So I'm keeping them, but I could totally understand somebody wanting to cash them in. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um. See, at this point, I don't know if winning games is enough for me. Maybe I'm just putting too much onus on the Southampton game. I thought they were dreadful. I thought they were really, really lackluster. No energy, no tempo. Like, I thought Southampton were by far the better team. Southampton looked like it was City playing Southampton. Like, proper City, you know. They were pressing hard. They had all the ball. Southampton just don't have that cutting edge or the players that are going to overrun teams and get a load of goals. But just in terms of build-up play, they were far better. So, like, if City are going to be eking out one nils against the likes of Newcastle or Brighton coming up. I don't know. And just with so many premiums yeah. actually scoring points, it's a lot of money to be... I, th- I think maybe I just have the KDB captaincy blues. I wonder if you're being over- overly critical, though. Like, I mean, I-, I saw the first half of the game, I think. I saw the goal. Um, I missed some most of the second half. But, like, you just look at the numbers. Like, chances is in City's favour. Shots in City's favour. Uh, possession. Uh, where has possession gone? It's not even I there. think Southampton had more possession. But uh, expected goals, expected points, all that kind of stuff is all in City's favour. Uh, I get what you're saying. Like the eye test, like they just look sluggish. Like there's no stat here for, you know, effort, <laughs> some yeah. sort of effort figure. But uh, they still were okay. Like Southampton's not an easy game. Um, Kirk's, they were terrible. Honestly, I think it is all eye test and sluggish is a perfect word. Like, forget about stats. They just looked so lifeless to me. Now, maybe they'll come out. Newcastle's a great fixture to have to play, to play yeah. yourself into form. I think that could be nearly like the Burnley game a few weeks ago where they were in no sort of form and they hammered them 5-0. So I'm glad that my team is set up that I can keep KDB for that. But then after that, Everton, Chelsea, no double I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about getting rid of him. It depends on who else stands out. But uh, I don't think that fear factor is there. 
Like when you have the likes of Salah, Bruno, Son, Kane, Vardy, where you can put your money. Yep. Yep. And they're all getting returns. I don't think he's and not like, like last season. Well, and also you were saying last week, like there's a lot of premiums. You can't have them all. So you mm. need to have this, the premiums who are scoring points. And like Fernandez and Salah are, are are doing so much more for around the same price point. So um there's no reason to keep KDB if uh you're missing one of those. Yeah, and uh it's the same week in, week out. I'm going into it with my premiums, just praying that the Spurs lads do nothing, that the Leicester lads do nothing. It's well, the exact same. Spurs are shit and they're going to finish 10th now. So <laughs> a lot's changed since the last podcast. Yeah. So yeah, the question says, does it look risky anymore? Of course it's a risk, but I definitely don't think that fear factor is there. And I think there are other options. So I think you're definitely keeping him because he fits your strategy. I'm going to keep him for Newcastle and thing is it's just the city fixtures are good and you want to I, I want a city player and I'd love to have Foden and he's playing because he's six and a half million I'd love to have Cancelo and he's he's getting a few assists but nobody really is guaranteed their spot as much as KDB is yeah that's right. fair and you see Pep last week saying that he can't afford to rest him over Christmas I'd you yeah. take that with a pinch of salt but like the quote is there yeah, no, I, I, like the only other person I can guarantee their spot is Ederson and Diaz. There are only two I can say 100% I think they'll play. Like there's no reason to bring in Rodri or someone like, um, just everybody else will be chopped and changed. Cool. Next question comes in from another good friend of the show, Alan Duggan, biggest critic of the show. Also possibly the biggest fan of the show, Kirk, I don't know. He's a bit of a schizo, I think, is the word I'm looking for. But uh, angry, a good friend angry of the friend. show. Yeah, an angry friend. I think I'd be very like him if I wasn't on this pod and I was a person who wrote questions in. I'd be quite like Alan Duggan. <laughs> you know, I would love to hate our pod. But anyway, <laughs> do it, I hate it. question. Do you see Rodrigo more likely to be the main Leeds asset from now on? Started the last three and Bamford has been subbed in two of those. But seeing as we're both going on the Bamford triple captain bandwagon, maybe not, but what do you think? Uh Alan's had good insight previously, so it's interesting. I my next Leeds player is Rafinha. I think he's getting more and more involved. Two assists, his numbers are good, and he's the next one on my list. Uh, is Rodrigo a striker in the game? He is. He is. Um, I don't know. He doesn't seem dangerous enough to me. I think Bamford, for all his like uh, chances and stuff he misses, he just seems to be a bit more dangerous than Rodrigo. I don't know. Is that me making up stuff because I want no, to keep? triple captain <laughs> no I think it's true um, I think Bamford's just like fundamental to how Leeds play now if if you were guaranteed that both are going to play then the question's there but I don't think Rodrigo is ever going to replace him and if one of them is going to be moved out for someone else it's going to be Rodrigo like he'd go back to the bench I know he was injured for a bit but like I had a look at their stats for the last three game weeks because Alan said Rodrigo has started all three like XG for Bamford 1.61 Rodrigo 0.54 like he does just get better chances and unfortunately he doesn't put them away enough like for us owners I was quite surprised uh, I thought Rodrigo was kind of playing a little bit deep Um, but yeah Bamford has nine shots in those games nine in the box Rodrigo has eight eight in the box so his shots are from in the box as well he's obviously getting into those positions but like you said he doesn't look as dangerous looks quite good in the air actually he scored a nice header and seems to win flick-ons and stuff but for the sake of, I don't know if it's half a million at this stage, I definitely prefer Bamford. And like, did you, have you captained this season? You've talked about it. I don't think you have. Bamford? 
Yeah. Uh, I might have at the start of the season. I can't remember now. Yeah. Like I, I think had him at the start. I think he's a sneaky kind of cheaper captain alternative for if your premiums all have tough fixtures against each other, whereas you'd never captain the likes of Rodrigo. Like Bamford's probably in my team for the whole season now if he doesn't get injured or if he doesn't completely dry up. I think he's yeah. just pure value. I just same looking at the numbers, it's um I think Rodrigo makes up the the difference maybe with an assist potential. Like I'd look at the expected goals per ninety uh for the season. Bamford's just so far ahead of him. But assist wise, Rodrigo has a lot more than Bamford. Bamford has absolutely no assist potential. Um so I'd rather have the goals, there were more points. Um he's playing up front of a very attacking team. Even if he's only getting seventy minutes, I still think it's he's a good value. And I think he might be. I was wondering if Leeds got a penalty in the second half against United because Click had gone off. I think Bamford might be next in line as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Start of season, we were definitely saying that. I don't know if someone else is in there. Uh, your man Phillips, the Yorkshire Pirlo. He, he got taken off though for Stuich, um in that game, didn't he? So Bamford must have been must have been in yeah. line. Lucky for us, Alan's not the kind of guy that's going to be straight onto us if Rodrigo scores next game. Um, he's got too much class for that. So, um, <laughs> is that just uh, setting up to not reply? Yes, but yeah, I couldn't put you off him. Like he's quite cheap, but uh, I don't think he's nailed yet, and uh, he doesn't offer what Bamford offers. I'd like to have the two Leeds players going into the double game week, though. And as a second player, maybe I I, I want Bamford and uh, Rafinha. But like Bamford and Rodrigo is not a bad combination because even if one of them does get swapped out for the other, at least you have both of them covered. You'll get your, your two games. Yeah, it seems a waste of two bad. forwards though. Well, two forwards if, you're worried, if you're worried about one of them playing one game, one playing the other. I do like the Rafinha shot. He looks, I haven't looked into his stats too much, but he just looks very dangerous anytime I watch him. He's a, he's a baller, so he is. He's on set pieces. It's just tricky. Has an eye for a shot. He scored a lovely goal there a few weeks ago. Yeah, I think um, he's he's really kind of coming into it now as well. Like he's finding his feet. Yeah, he's definitely someone I'm looking at maybe getting in. Right, next question. Oh, sorry. I've painted Alan in this kind of Grinch-like light for now. <laughs> but he also says... Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, you filthy ah. animal. You know, a little Macaulay Culkin gif. So, Merry Christmas to to Alan. Right, I think it's the last question, so then we can get out of here, Kirks. FPL uncorked. Keen, another good friend of the show. You've kind of covered this, but come back to it. What's the minimum number of players you would consider going into a blank game week with? Um, game week 18 and game week 29 will be similarly bare. Going to be difficult to navigate both, and we must decide soon how we shall aim to do so. So what's the minimum you're kind of doing it. What did you say? Eight maybe for blank game week 18? I, I would say the minimum would be six, but from the from the better teams. And yeah. I'm aiming for eight with probably two guys who will pick up a point or two. So like I'm half tempted to even bring in a couple of cheap Arsenal players just in case something happens. I have them. Uh, but my main guys will probably be City Spurs. Um, to hopefully two or three of each of them. I think I'll have Larice Dyer and Son. I'm going to have KDB. I might ditch Foden for a defender. Uh, and then I'll make up the rest. I'm thinking maybe Saka and Enketia just to make up the numbers on the cheap. But I'd say six with the right guys, eight with a couple of daft ones. 
Kirks were like FPL soulmates. I was going to say between six and eight, exactly for the reasons that you've just said. Um, I remember, <laughs> I think it was last season or the season before, there was a really small blank game week, but Liverpool were in there with a good fix- fixture. And you could get away with just having Salah as your captain, Trent in there. <laughs> Two but, lads, captain one of them. But you could, like, just the fact that there was such a point potential there and even people using their free hit were going to have three Liverpool and you weren't really, you didn't care about the little footery kind of players playing. Yeah, you have you know, to get, that's a very hard call. Like, if you're looking at the, um, looking at the other games and you're trying to pick a player out who is going to, out of nowhere, perform and, and hit a lot of points, like... I'm not worried about them. Like someone's going to play 11 players that week. They're going to have two or three guys who like, are going to have to have a miracle game to, to, to outscore me. That's what I'm worried about. I'm going to be trying to be too clever, trying to be getting too much points and I'll pick somewhere, someone like Jose Hollybass or something for Watford thinking this guy's going to put three crosses on Troy Deeney's head and then he gets sent off instead. I just uh, need to be... If you're playing your card, like it is probably worth going for someone a little bit out there. Like, you know, maybe a defender who's been getting on the end of crosses but hasn't quite got that goal yet, who's maybe due one. Like, just taking a punt on someone you wouldn't normally take a punt on and hoping for to pay off. But, like, there's other players in there. Like, I think I'm saying Arsenal players, but like bringing in a Bamyang or someone like that, like, I think he's just mad. Yeah, that's fair enough. That brings us to the end of the questions, Kirks. Sweet. All done. Um, yeah, we covered a lot there, so I think we should leave it there and uh, get ready for Christmas. Christmas isn't going to be the same. Um, no Stevens Day. I'm just so happy to be on holidays. Yeah, I'm kind of devastated. No Stevens Day. It kind of only really hit me. Was it Saturday we went out for dinner? Yeah. And it was just kind of like everyone was like, "There is no Stevens Day," and there's not like I don't know what I was thinking. I just hadn't really accepted it. Whereas now I have. <laughs> I have a Zoom Stevens' day. Will not. Yeah, <laughs> been to Paddy Power. I've loaded up my account, so I'll still be betting on the football, betting on the racing. And yeah, there's there's loads to watch at least. I know it's not, it's not the same. Loaves off. Um, is it a Chinese Open? I might get a takeaway or something. It is, yeah, make and it, it's make a day of it. It's the best day of the year. I even last year, Kirks, we uh, recorded our Gorilla Pod on the way home from the pod, on from the pub. Stevens Day. Is that the one where you had special guest appearance from Willie? It sure was, yeah. So <laughs> that won't be happening this season. But look, before we wrap it all up, just I suppose we better wish all of our listeners a happy Christmas, a good yeah, new year. Go fuck yourself. You know, mind yourselves and have fun <laughs> and all that. Kirks, they keep this show going. They ask us questions. They listen. I need the listeners for the motivation. You're happy Andy. just to see my face and talk about football. Half those people aren't real, Andy. It's just me with different Twitter accounts. I'd believe it if it was Willy, but not you. You just don't <laughs> care enough. Uh, I've told you before, for the first few podcasts, I was worried that it was Willy just clicking in and listening to it all those times. I was like, we might actually have three or four listeners and Willy's listened to it like 20 times a piece. But uh, after when you were able to it. check where the, they're listening from, unless he's using a VPN and listening from like Honduras well, and stuff. Well, well did him. one of our, our historically listened to pods get done for that recently where they're paying people to listen and that got them traction to get kind of, you know, a sponsorship deal or more people listening. So maybe we need to do it as well. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Just get a load of bots to listen to us. No, this guys have, these guys have a hundred thousand listeners. I'm going to listen to them. And then we have actually real hundred thousand listeners afterwards. All right, Kirk, this is worse than the zombie shit. Let's wrap it up. <laughs>
So, uh, yeah, if you did stick with us this far, we're the FPL Renegades. Check us out on Twitter. It's at Renegades FPL. Share it. Give us all the five-star reviews everywhere you can. And uh, have a great Christmas. Anything you want to add, Kirks? Nope. Okay, good luck and good night. <laughs> so this is Christmas. And what have-